And we're back. A month later. <laughs> Hi. Look, I'm a new parent. All right, life has been flipped upside down. So we apologize. We did want to acknowledge that it has been nearly a month since we've recorded a podcast. That is, uh, you know, paternity leave, a little bit of that. These things happen. I apologize. I can tell that Chandler is getting more sleep at night because I feel like you're getting more sleep at night. You were really dragging ass those first few days coming back. But I mean, I get it. Like that's that new parent tiredness that until you're in it, you can't even really explain it to somebody. It's just, it's brutal. Last night, she uh, was went on a five and a half hour stretch that's of straight huge. sleep. It was incredible. We will get to all things Chandler, I promise. Uh, thank you everyone who's messaged. I couldn't believe how many people messaged us like saying, hey, where's the new episode of the podcast? People, for some reason, enjoy this. We'll get to it. But we want to start this episode with one of our favorites. And this has been so cool to watch. Um, Tyler Hubbard, uh, you know, the FGL, they, I don't, I don't want to call it a breakup, but they're like, it's been 10 years of that. They wanted to do solo stuff. So we have been just in love with what Tyler Hubbard has done as a solo artist so far. Uh, he came by the studio when he was in town with Keith Urban and had an extended, like it gave a lot of his time, which I'm so grateful for. Uh, here's our conversation with Tyler. Welcome to the morning drive, Tyler Hubbard. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. It feels good. I, I want to start with a question. This is like just this is the way my brain works. I want to know the the night or the morning after your last concert as a duo, and you wake up the next morning, and here you are, Tyler Hubbard, solo artist. Here Was he it is. more fear or more <laughs> excitement or a 50-50 split? Oh man, I think it was more excitement. To be honest, um, I think the fear. Um, was probably a year and a half ago or so but now it just feels like you know i'm feeling really confident i'm feeling really good it's exciting being out here with keith and ingrid and being on tour again and um you know knocking a few shows down and t- trying to knock the rust off from the pandemic but uh i'm feeling great man it's very exciting times you know can i say the, uh, the older i get and particularly these last couple of years i feel like authenticity is so important to me. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm truly living my most authentic life, kind of like, this is me. You know Love what I mean? That. It yep. is what it is. And I don't know what it is, and, and I think it's because it is authentic. This stuff you're putting out, this music, feels so from the heart. Mm. I am connecting, and I've always loved your sound, but I'm connecting more to this than anything I've ever oh, heard from you. I love that. Thank I'm obsessed you. with everything you're putting out. Mike oh, is too. We, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, like, I feel like it's, you know, it does feel like it's more, quote, me or authentic because it's not under, it's not a brand. It's not a, you know, it's not a band. It's a personal thing. It's got my name on it, which automatically adds that much, you know, more pressure slash responsibility to make sure hey, this is, you know, what do I want to say? How do I want to say it? What's my story? And how do I want to connect with the fans? So it's been a really fun kind of uh, self-expiration season for me, if you will. I mean, especially, like I said, a year or two ago, middle of pandemic and kind of figuring it all out and seeing what was next. So it feels good to be stepping into this next chapter. It's sure. working. Thank Let, you. <laughs> let's talk about this new adventure. Now you're on the road with Keith Urban and Ingrid yeah. Andrus. Now you, you're you a guy, you've been headlining shows for nearly a mm-hmm. decade. And now all of a sudden here you are, you're, you're, you're not the main event. You're kind of stepping back and letting yeah. Keith, what has that been like? What have you learned from Keith? Do you, do you like maybe going out a little earlier and getting uh, done a little earlier? <laughs> Man, I really enjoy it to be honest. You know, I play about an hour, a little less than an hour and, uh, yeah, getting to play before Keith and then get to shower off, have a drink, and go watch Keith Urban crush it every night. It's been mm-hmm. really fun. Him and his band are really just next level. So I really am getting to learn a ton. Always respected and admired Keith. Never got to tour with him. So um, to be doing this, uh, you know, this fall is just, it's been a huge blessing for me. And, and 
It's been a ton of fun. I love Keith. There's a song that you have out that um, I don't believe has been released to radio, but we just oh, so we you play know it. play it care. all the Sorry. time. <laughs> Sneak it on there. Way Home is by far oh, yeah. one. I, like I want to tell you, it's my favorite song of all time. Oh, wow. That's how what? much that song speaks to my soul. Um, uh, it's something special. Oh, that means so much. Yeah, oh. I, I would say this. Like I'm a. I have a great relationship with God. Uh, I'm not a big church guy, but the way Same. home and talking about just riding the seat with Jesus, mm. I haven't acted on it yet. But like, man, I might go back to church because of that oh, song. I just man. know it's that powerful. Congratulations it powerful. on that song. And it's well, real. thank y'all. That Ugh. means a ton. It means you know that song's always been a special one for me, and um, kind of hit strikes a different chord. And like you said, sort of just connects with with the soul, you know. And you know, it's it's really fun to have music that can strike so many different emotions and can showcase so many different sides of who I am as an individual. Like, you know, I can relate to you. Like, me me and uh, I have a great relationship with God. I spend time with God daily, but I don't necessarily spend every Sunday in church and probably hadn't went to church in actually, you know, a year. So, yeah, you know, it's not really, uh, to me, it's not really about, you know, church culture or anything. It's more Mm -hmm. about a relationship. And And I love, you know, sharing that through my music. No, and and I think sometimes it it can be a little church. Like, honestly, when I'm listening to that song by myself in the car on the way to work when it's still dark outside, (laughs) I'm serious. I I have a little church in my car. And I honestly think that's more powerful sometimes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's intimate. We're going to steer this conversation in a completely different direction. We're going to go from talking about Jesus to talking about swearing a little. Because I've seen the video for Everybody Needs a Bar. And uh, Tyler, you say the S word in that song. You ought to hear my three kids sing that part. It's quite humorous. I'm like, oh, man, I did think about this when I was writing this song. Tori, I have a son who really loves bad words, like yeah, really loves to it. use them. I get it. Oh I have gosh, a two-week-old at home, and so I can still swear around her, and she doesn't repeat anything, yeah. and all she does is coos. She's taking it hey, all in. Before you know it, bro, she'll be saying it right back. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, yeah. right? I know. No, it's our first, and I'm, and so, like, Congrats, uh, well, no, thank you, and I appreciate that, but at the same time, like, you're very blurry to me right now. Like, yeah. I can't really see straight. <laughs> there has not been... I got a four-hour block last night, and I feel like a new man. Of, I was of just sleep. saying, you look pretty energized, pretty fresh, bro. That you're doing, doing something oh, right. Oh, don't worry. He'll crash here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> When's nap time hit? A lot of caffeinated beverages. It. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's, what, that's been the key today. I love it. I just... Um, it, it's been so cool to, to see you grow and, and see this other side of you in the solo career because we got a lot of party songs before and, and a couple good like Dirt I remember Dirt Man. was such a good song and but I'm so here for that you yeah, know what I mean right. but this is I just like I said there's something just it feels so authentic about it and the music I am personally just connecting with it on a, a different level and I love it I love oh, what you're doing well so, thank you guys yeah. I, I will say you know the last 10 years have been incredible and we really wouldn't be able to be where we're at doing this solo stuff had it not been for mm-hmm. FGL, you know, and the fans and the and everyone who's been so supportive of that. So, so yeah, I'm really grateful for those years. Uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't trade them for the world. But super excited now to be doing this. When don't you think? Um, just as you grow, you know, you have to challenge yourself in different yeah. ways. I mean, everything can get kind of say old you know because it's not right. old. It's just you, it's good to challenge yourself. It and is. I feel that's got to yep. be exciting for you. Definitely, I love a good challenge and in a new season and. I think it was necessary for BK and I as individuals to share our our heart, our story, our personal life uh, and personal sides of who we are as opposed to, because we never really dove into that a whole lot when, when we were Florida Georgia Line. It was always about the brand, you sure. know what I mean? And so what I've learned, it's been interesting, a lot of people really don't know who we are as individuals. Right. So it has been fun to, to kind of feel this new, fresh energy and excitement and for me i'm getting to say hey guys this is 
here I am. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's been really cool. It feels very, uh, I don't know, freeing, if you will. Yeah. And authentic. Really cool. I'm and telling you, it's That's good stuff. Hey, Jay, really year. quick, I want to give you credit for um, going this long in the interview with not doing what you do best, which is bring up artist wives, because usually she's more obsessed. She'll be more obsessed with Haley than she will be I with got a you. pretty good one. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. I do yeah. follow her on the gram. Yeah. 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 All the time. Like, that's all she talks about is wives. Family good, everybody healthy, everybody happy. I can't complain. The kiddos are happy and healthy, and Haley's doing awesome so uh so yeah we're we're in a good spot right now so uh, one quick story the first time i saw you perform uh as fgl it's my favorite story to share is the first time i saw you we, i was living in columbia missouri and you were booked at a little venue there called the blue note but i yeah. think i think jamie johnson came in last minute so they bumped you to this place called rose music hall and it was right before cruise came out and it was like five bucks and i got to go <laughs> i was like fgl with a hundred people in uh, columbia missouri in a college yes. town and you guys came up with just the flag in the background just started rocking and i was like Okay, like here we go. That was a lot of fun, but no, I'll, that's one of my favorite stories to tell. Is like two months before Cruise came out, I saw you at the Rose Music Hall in Columbia, Missouri. Yeah. One of my favorite stories ever. So got booted by Jamie Johnson. <laughs> I love that. Who knew? They're like, wait, what? Okay, whatever. It yeah. didn't matter. We didn't even know. We just yeah, we'll play wherever. Look, you've that's achieved awesome. so much success to so the fact that you've taken time to come in here and, and chat with us in Kansas City. It means the world. It's so cool to meet you and have a conversation with you. And and authentically like we just hope you just kill it and before you know it you'll be selling out Arrowhead faster than Kenny that's oh. the goal man we're going to get there no problem let's do it guys thank you for having <laughs> just me just don't forget about the for... little people who you just saw <laughs> hey, at the, at the I'm swing in yeah at the Rosewood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well ladies, thanks for having me y'all have an awesome day and uh, yeah. we'll see you guys soon ladies and gentlemen Tyler Hubbard come on <laughs> So what's wild is the last time we recorded an episode of this podcast, my daughter was two days old, and now, actually, as we're recording today, it's her one-month birthday. Is it a birthday if it's only a month? I feel like birthdays are strictly years. Well, with babies, I feel like everybody goes by months because that's that's how you you know judge their milestones and things like that. But also Ooh. on Facebook, social media in general, I feel like it's where you see the baby and then the little cards that say one month, or two months, blanket, or a blanket it, or whatever. The, and then you, you put the toy on whatever month. Mm-hmm. However old she is. I don't I don't think we have any of that those things. I bet Katie does. I, I bet she I does. I don't think she does. No? Because her most recent Amazon purchase was for the stroller, mm-hmm. but it was a cup holder because she was at an outdoor shopping event not too long ago and realized that she had a stroller in one hand and her uh, Boulevard quirk in the other, therefore had no hands to actually pick up items to shop with. So she went on Amazon while right. she was drunk on the quirk to buy a, uh, a cup holder that attaches to the stroller. So now she can drink, shop, and push Chandler all at the same She's time. She's a smart gal. She figured it out. Um, I did have the, well, I had some little signs, but, um, you know, I, I see the way people are doing them now and with their babies. And you're right, a lot of them are blankets mm-hmm. and the baby lays on it, whatever. Yeah. I would always let the baby hold the little sign, which is a terrible idea because what do babies and toddlers want to do? They want to put it in their mouth. Right. So they would just end up chewing on the sign and whatever. But, it's just crazy. It's I have a frame actually that someone had given me for a shower gift, and it's you know one month, two month, three month, mm-hmm. and I've got little tiny pictures of Jules for her first year. It goes so fast, number one, but you mm-hmm. just can't believe how much growth, how much change in that first year. I've noticed just in the first month how her face has morphed to look more like a human face, and like every day I feel like her eyes are open wider mm-hmm. for longer. Yeah. When her man, when she looks at me. 
stopped. I know. Like when she's fussing around and everything, there's a point where I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna put this baby down. Like I'm, I really can like put her down and be like, whatever. You know, you want to cry, go cry. Whatever. Da, da, da. <laughs> I, I really don't care. Like it doesn't matter. Like whatever. See, ya. if you're being a pain in the butt, I'm just gonna walk over here till you calm down. But when her eyes are open and she looks at me, I mean. I melt, and I've never been a melter. Yeah, not a melter. You've never at had all. a daughter. That's true. <laughs> now, when she looks at me, and now, and she's she smiled a couple of times, and I think it's because she farts a lot. Yeah, but it's okay. I know we're getting close to the point now where she'll like see us and react to seeing us, and that's gonna. That's forget it. Like, it's so what, cool. What am I going to even do with myself? I mean, it's see, I love this newborn stage, and I know it's. And I'm not trying to be sexist here or whatever, but like yeah. as a male, I get it. There's, it's not your favorite. I don't think it's any dad's favorite time no, with their I, child. I'm not particularly enjoying the newborn stage. Yeah, it's not that you don't love her, and it's not that you don't, you know, you're not there to care for her every need. But I mean, it's a lot of work, and sometimes it just feels like that's all it is—is is work. But it is so rewarding when you do get to the phase where she starts smiling at you, recognizing you, cooing, giggling. Wait till she giggles, and you can make her giggle, and you're silly. So I know you're going to do all kinds of crazy things to make oh. her giggle. It's the best sound. Actually, the new thing I'm doing right now—I call it leg day. Uh, because Chandler loves being held. If you put her down, she gets fussy. But but as soon as you pick her up, she's fine. Um, and so, but she needs to be moving all the time. She has to move. She has to move. You keep her stiff. If you're, if you're holding her, but you're standing still, she'll get pouty. But if you just take a walk around the house, she's fine. So what I'm doing now is I'm holding her, and I'm holding her in like the cradled position or whatever. And I'm just kind of every step I take, I bend down, almost like a like a lunge. I oh, think it is. Okay. And I just call it leg day. She loves it. Oh she, my like, gosh. She like she she could be like screaming crying and I'll just put my I'll take my big steps and I'll go leg day and look at you getting exercise and when I and when I do it she's instantly she doesn't again she's not like smiling at me yet because she's still but she just immediately calms down just stares at me like WTF, oh, yeah. Dad. But it's okay. That's like it awesome. calms her down. And you're getting exercise. Proud of you. Speaking of, man, well, speak, you want to talk about exercise. The other thing, like when she just flat out will not go to sleep, I know people say car rides and we'll get there, but gas prices are high. Yeah, that's true. So I put her in the stroller and I walk her around. The, I have this perfect little one mile path out like a light. Love it. And I like, I do feel accomplished as a, it's crazy how much this little girl raises and lowers my confidence on a day-to-day basis. She actually had me feeling pretty crappy yesterday because she was, we had, grandpa was in town. My dad came up from Florida and like dad would hold her and she'd be fine. Grandpa Wally held her and she was happy. And then mama Katie would hold her and she'd be fine. And I'd hold her and she'd just start pissing a fit. And I'm just like, I'm like, what what are you doing? And I did, and I was I was a little sleep deprived that day when that happened too. I was genuinely like questioning my abilities as a father. Like I felt like well, the worst father. In I'm the world. gonna then warn you in advance because I think this is something. I think this is something that all kids do. I know my kids both did it. As they continue to grow and get a little older and get into toddlerhood and whatever. Well, even now, I mean, now we're at ten and twelve, and and still like, there are times where. Jules wasn't having it with Matthew at all. I'm talking, she was like two, three years old, like wanted nothing to do where he would come to me upset. He's like, I don't think she likes me. Right. And I'm like, she does. She just, she's in this period of needing me right now and I don't get it. I don't know, but it happens. and, And then it would flip and it would be all about him and I would be like, I don't think she likes me anymore. So I mean, just know that that could happen down the line and I guess it's normal. It's, it's fine. I get it. And I know. I know it's it's fine, but it's sad. (laughs) It's 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 crazy how, I mean, I'm telling you, like two days ago, I was the most confident man in the world, and yesterday I was the most unconfident I've ever been in my Aww. life. It's insane. It's rejection. How, how you this, felt rejected. How this little eight pounds <laughs> shit machine can do this to me. <laughs>
Yeah, that's what she is. She's cranking out poo. I won't get into it, but no. like she's a god. Oh, it's gross. I yeah. will say we do. Katie and I have a system because I've told her I realize that when I say I don't like diapers, like I realize that no one likes diapers. Right. But also, you like don't mind diapers. Oh, I don't mind anything about taking care for, of a baby. Yeah. I like the, every. And, and again, I mean, do I like love changing poopy diapers? Of I mean, no. Not. But the, I. But you I don't mind. So, no, and I so enjoy just the taking care of mm-hmm. a baby. I. So I don't mind. I it. hate diapers. I don't loathe diapers. I mm-hmm. hate diapers. And, and, and I know that nobody likes diapers, but I'm telling you. I have this extra hatred of just gross di- and it's mainly just poopy diapers. Like pee's fine, but I, I, I hate it more than most. So I, I have kind of I've cut a deal with my wife because I was I was talking to one of our coworkers about this, and I said diapers are just the, I mean hands down the worst part about having a baby. And she looked at me and she was like, really? Because in her eyes, washing bottles was the worst part of parenting. You want to know? I would more agree with the washing bottles. I no. loathe washing the bottles. Okay. I don't mind washing bottles at all. So I've kind of made a deal with Katie. Katie probably handles, and don't call me a piece of shit for this, but like, like I'm, Katie handles about 80%, 75, 80% of the diapers, but Katie never washes bottles because mm-hmm. I won't let her because I will take care of that. I will take all of the bottles. Our, our cabinet where we keep the bottles is always fully stocked with clean bottles. I make sure those bottles are clean. I make sure Katie never has to wash them. I always take care of them because it's, I'm like, I know that it's the least I could do oh, no. and since I, think, I only take like 25% of the diapers. You know, I think in general, just the stuff we've talked about over the years, but just that, um, you know, you guys are such a team in your marriage in general, and we are really the very same way. For instance, I know Matthew doesn't loathe, hates unloading the dishwasher. He'll load that dishwasher and not turn it on, which drives me bananas. Mm. But I know that he hates to do it, so I, I almost don't mind. I almost feel it's probably like you with the bottles. You know, you take you take that role because you know you can't. On the other hand, he t- he does so many things that I don't even know how to do around mm-hmm. the house. You know, so we have our little we have our areas where yeah. we. But I hope I don't come off charge. as a giant piece of garbage because I, I really try to stay away from the diapers, but I really like extra help all, in all the other ways possible. Yeah. And I'll give you another example, like the, the middle of the night changing. Mm-hmm. That's usually just a pee diaper, but whatever. But like, I I hate diapers. But I will, so, so Katie will get her up. I will go downstairs and make the bottle while she's changing the baby. I will bring the fresh bottle upstairs ready to go. And then I will take the dirty diaper once it's removed from the child. And then I will take it back down and throw it in the diaper bin and get it out of the way. I like Helpful. I, I will do everything... <laughs> I can to not have to change the diaper, even help with the removal of the old, like, like getting rid of it. And I mean, it's just the act of changing a diaper. And not to mention my daughter, I know she also hates diapers because every time we lay her down to change her diaper, I mean, you would think it's World War III. You would think we are the worst parents that were abusers. Mm-hmm. We're not because she's just, what? Every time that diaper comes off. I it's always crazy. laughed at that when my kids would just be howling, crying, and so upset. When I'm thinking, you are clean, you are fed, you are in the coziest, softest little onesie. Like what I wouldn't give for someone to put me in a car seat with a yeah. binky and say, hey, you need to fall asleep here. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Why, why aren't one month olds more grateful for the things they have? Right? Very rude. I know. I, I swore we wouldn't make this whole podcast about my daughter. That's what's going on in your life right now, it's though. It's going to be tough not to. No, and it's, I mean, really, that's my life outside of work. I mean, it's kids. It's kids all the time. And I just think it's really neat, though, at each stage how there are the difficult things. And truly, like, you're you're in it right now. I mean, there's diapers and bottles, mm-hmm. and it's so much work. And then I do think about where I am now with, again, a 10, a, almost 10, a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it's like... They can do so much for themselves. I mean, of course, they still need me for things, you know. But it it's it is cool when you when you'll get to that point and you'll think, 
God, it was all worth it. Like I did all this work, but it's totally worth it. You know what I mean? But you're in the throes of it right now, and it's a lot of work. And I tell you what, and Katie's gonna hate this, but man, like I look at her being super mom, mm-hmm. and and like she's just just killing the game. And then like later when the baby's asleep or whatever, I'm like, girl let me knock you up again. Like I look at her and I'm just like, let's go again. I'm yeah. ready. Even though yeah. I want nothing to do with the child. I think it's just, I think I'm just looking at her and it's just like, I see her in this whole different light. I've always seen her in a beautiful light, but now I see her in this whole different kind of beautiful light. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, come here, girl. Wow. Good, good luck if you do that right away. I mean, we were two years apart on our kids. No, and, I think um, that was a pretty good, I, I, a good okay, and I, I've just given kind of like a it was just a genuine timeline, but it, I mean, it can be whatever. But I told her, I think after six months, we'll make a decision either to, because, because we are, you know, we're our older parents and mm. I, as you were too. Yeah. But I, uh, I either want to, I really don't want to have like a brand new newborn at like 40. Like I, I just don't want that. And I know some people have, and that's great. I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think after six months, we'll make an assessment. We'll either. My, my opinion, I would give it a year because it really, from the difference between a baby at six months and then the difference between what she will be like at a year old is a whole different. Because here's the thing, too. Like, once the child becomes mobile, <laughs> I mean, it is wild times. Once the child becomes mobile. No, I mean, it's just wild. Because right now, you know, you put her somewhere, she doesn't go anywhere. It's nice. Once they move around, it's. It's crazy. But again, it's fun because then they become more of like a little person. I'm getting a little nervous, though, because I don't know where this money is going to come from. But next week, Katie has set up appointments for us at different daycares in case we might need some child service. Because Katie's going to go back to work uh, November at some point. Her, Her maternity leave will be up. And we'll have to make that call. And and with our schedules, it's like one of us is almost home all the time. But she brought up a great point of like, you know, at some point we're going to all of a sudden it's going to be one of us taking care of her by ourselves for an extended period of time. And she's like, that'll drive us crazy. We might look at some, some serve like if I can get her a half day and like we were done, we're done on the air at 10 o'clock on the show. Like, Mm -hmm. but maybe she goes to a daycare for the morning and I don't pick her up till one or two in the afternoon to give myself a, and I'm like, but I'm genuinely like, this is real talk, man. I like, I don't know how we're going to swing this. Like, where are we going to pull this money from? I, yeah, because it can get pretty pricey. Yeah, daycare but, daycare's a second mortgage. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane well, how expensive why it is. Well, that's why I think a lot of families, they, they end up where one of the people, you know, the, uh, pe- the husband or the wife doesn't work because that it would, doesn't make sense at some point. Yeah, that would break my heart, too, because Katie is, has such a cool job, and she's mm-hmm. so good at her job with sporting that we just, we literally, <laughs> we got that, she got that job the next day, found out she was pregnant with Chandler, yep. And now, <laughs> like she goes back and oh, can't do this. I have a kid. Gotta go. Like I would hate that. I love her job and I love how good she is at it. I don't want her well, to lose that. And I don't know what her feelings are, but I know for me, like I wanted to go back to work. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and then I felt like a terrible person for saying that, but I enjoyed yeah. having that little piece of me um, in my day. I. But it was it was always a conflict. You know, you're always in conflict because it's like no, nothing is more important to me than my kids. But I I think it made me a better mom to have a little bit of time. To myself. I got a refresher. I know. Each day. It, it was tough coming back. To, I remember the first day I came back to, to Q104 after I took two weeks for paternity leave. And um, I remember coming back and going like that first morning I woke up. I was like, ooh, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I have a cool job. I know I have a cool yeah. job. And like I, I did not want to come back to work. Um, but once I got here, I was grateful to be back. It was fun to be back with you. And it was fun to back and just talk about well, the things. And then once you got home, you're super 
extra excited to even if she's crying or poopy diapers you know yeah. what i mean you're you're, you're you're energized you're refreshed because you got a break from it totally, for a little bit and you come totally. back yeah and it i do love getting home and but i know not everybody is like that and, and and really not even like able to go back to work for either financial reasons or just because they just feel like i just i can't do it i gotta be you know i gotta be a stay at home and i respect it it's a lot of work i think it's harder to be at home than it is to be at work. Yeah, the one thing, and, and the one thing I also like about daycare, um, or, or some sort of care for her in the middle of the day, I do. I want my baby. I want her to be social. I want to learn how to interact mm-hmm. with people, and I know that taking her to a daycare and interacting with other kids will be great for her mm-hmm. early on. I, I want her to interact, and I know that if, she, if we, if one of us stayed at home. She would get zero interaction with other babies. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Not a fan. You guys will figure it out. You know, everybody does. And, and people can give you advice all day long about what you should do or what, regarding everything with parenting. But the bottom line is you guys will do. Look how you have already. You, you're figuring out things every day. You know, what's best for. Can I tell you the coolest thing we have so far? Uh, and, and Katie made the event. She's like, this, this, this mechanism costs $200. <laughs> but. 150 of that was from gift cards we have from very nice people who helped us take care of it. So we bought this thing and it's called a baby, it's Brezza or Brezza. I'm going to say B-R-E-Z-Z-A. Yeah, this is the baby. We call it the baby Keurig because that's exactly what it is. You take the the powdered formula, the powdered Enfamil, and you put it in this container in the top. And then just like a Keurig machine on the back, there's a water reservoir. And you literally just push it. Now... You you push the button. He says, "Okay, I I have I have this kind of powder because it gives you the instructions, and I want this many ounces of formula, and you just hit start, and this thing, <laughs> and, and boom, you've got a perfect three ounce bottle of baby formula. I mean, you showed me a video; it's pretty incredible. But I will say that it's it, it's it's easy at the time. This thing is a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has to be after every four bottles, you have to take it apart and clean out this funnel that gets like cakey, mm-hmm. and and you have to, it gets it's a lot of maintenance, but." When it comes crunch time, especially like last night, two thirty in the morning, wham! You know, there we usually and we had different things we did before, but it would always take a couple minutes. Whereas now, I just go downstairs. I can even there's an app. Mm-hmm. I can literally hit start from if, if I remember like before bed to put a bottle underneath it, underneath the spout that it comes out of. I can wake up. Okay, start it from my phone so it's brewing as I'm walking down the stairs. Just walk down, get the bottle, and walk right back That's up. So great. Did say. We are spoiled beyond belief with that. That's I like so good. But and people are like, what? And I've only had one person comment on it to where they're like, "You're not a real parent if you don't, you know, struggle and and make it. Your life's not miserable." Mm. I'm like, no. Like I think I'm allowed to have a to make it as easy as possible to raise a child and not be you totally know, insane. I um and it just because it really just because I liked it and it worked out for me, I ended up breastfeeding both kids mm-hmm. for a long time, and um it's. While I loved it and there were things I, I really did enjoy about it, um, I see how with bottles and with formula, how so much easier mm-hmm. it is and how also you're able to help so much more. Because that was mm-hmm. the one thing I felt like, and I think Matthew too, you know, he didn't, I don't know, I don't think he knew what to do a lot of times. Because yeah. I mean, in the middle of the night, like it's all me, you know, it's it's all me, unless I would, you know, I had a pumped bottle or something like that, but that wasn't really all the time. So it's it's just, but again, what like I'm saying, every Every set of parents figures it out, you know, whatever just works. But when I look at when I look at that baby curing thing that you have, I'm like, dang, I would have loved to have had that. <laughs> that would have been a game changer. Yeah, and I, for us, like we tried breastfeeding, it just it didn't work for us, um, and so we we decided. And Katie was so stressed out about it when it wasn't working the way it should have, and so when and we finally that. we made that kick to the bottle, and we were like. 
Oh, this is much better. So we did that. And no, but my mom said back in her back in her day that like they didn't even it wasn't even an option. They're like, you're not breastfeeding, are you? <laughs> and now, I mean, they put the pressure on. At least my nurses did in the hospital. And you know, I did want to try it. So, so I'll, t- I'll tell it, you, but... it has now come full circle to where it should be, to where our doctor, every doctor or nurse we've ever worked with, is like, hey, are you breastfeeding or are you not? It does not matter if you do or not. Just do yes. whatever you want. Like they, and been, that's how it should be yeah. because I always think, what about the poor adopted children of the world? Like you're telling me, like yeah. are they? Just, they're just screwed. They're screwed because right. they can't have breast milk. You know, it is what it is. I think for me, it was more of a, a bonding thing, too. I yeah. enjoyed that whole. Yeah, not sure. everybody does, though. You know what I not mean? Not everyone does. Um, and it's been fun to, It's it, yeah, it's nice to be able to give her a bottle. I remember we, we brought her up to see you, and you got to feed her a bottle. Which, again, so cool because yeah. other people can do it. Um, and I do feel like with, when you are breastfeeding, it's kind of a... Well, you know me. I like to hog babies anyway. But I you felt do. like it was kind of a hoggy thing. Like, nope, sorry. It's my time to shine. <laughs> Maybe that's why I did it. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'll tell you what. my I, Both grandmas now, my mom and Katie's mom, are super excited for the next time they see her because Katie was breastfeeding exclusively yeah. when they were here. And my mom's like, my mom even told me, she was like, I, I, I want to see her again. I want to give her a bottle. Yeah. She's so excited to give her a bottle. Yeah. So. Uh, it's exciting. I think we've got to, we're, we're traveling with her now. Like, I, I'm going to try to set up sometime here soon, her first road trip Mm -hmm. to St. Louis to see Granny Barb. And then um, Thanksgiving, we are putting on our first airplane. She's going to fly to Chicago. I got to figure out, like, we got to get a binky in her or something. So she's, like, sucking on that binky while we're going up and down. But she likes her little binky. So I think she'll do just fine with that. That was all my kids needed was binkies when they were, they flew a lot when they were little. Because my family's all in Maryland. And I wanted them to see, you know, the babies when they were babies. Yeah. And, um, but I I mean, it was, a lot of times I'd go by myself because the babies fly free till age two, I think. Yeah, till two. And so I took advantage of it, you know, while I could. But um, it's, you just have to takes so much stuff. I I know, and, and and that's why I'm grateful that the only flight we have to take is like I mean anybody who's done the flight from here to, from Kansas City to Chicago it's an hour flight mm-hmm. like I think an hour eight is what they always bill it as an hour and a half. We're never it never takes an hour and a half. It's always like an hour and eight minutes to get there. Um, but I think that's the perfect way to try it. Like let's just do an hour oh, flight yeah. and see how she does with it. I, I think of our, I think of I think of Russell Dickerson, what our favorite artist or my favorite artist ever, and his little two year old who is I think I just saw their Instagram. They're in Paris. They're everywhere. And this baby's been everywhere and doesn't even know it. I'm like, could you imagine <laughs> taking a one or two year old on a transatlantic flight, an eight hour flight from? If you're like, a celebrity, if you're a Russell Dickerson, and you you know I don't know, you probably have a. I would. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but you know what I mean. You probably have somebody to help carry all that stuff and ship it if you want to. Right. You know, so you don't even have to haul it all on the plane. Well, or I'm whatever. not even worried about the stuff as much as like entertaining that child on an airplane oh, for eight hours. That's the easy part. They'll usually fall. Well, not usually, but oftentimes when the plane's in up in the air and things are cruising, they're okay. But it's that. It's just taking all this stuff. It's like you just don't realize because at home you've got everything you need. Mm-hmm. But when you go somewhere, you're like, oh, but I gotta have to take this and this and this just in case. But you know what? You're going to family. You're going to her mom's. House and surely her mom will. Have yeah, and well, hell, we've even got to figure that part out. Like, do we need to get? Does does her mom in Chicago need to go buy a car seat right now, or at least a car seat base right now, and and, and have one up there? I don't know. It's it's, it's no, but that's what I mean. Like, you've got to think about all the things and. It'll be fine. And you'll, she's like eight pounds. I know. What? These little babies are so needy. Like, why do they have so much stuff? And they're only a couple of, uh, they're only, they're, they're less than 10 pounds. They're the weight of but a bowling again, ball. again, like how we're different places in our parenting. We're going out of town this weekend. My niece is getting married in Maryland. And Jules is like, can I pack my 
can I pack my bag? I'm like, yeah. Like, just like I trust her now that she's just going to put everything she needs in there, mm-hmm. which is so wild because I'm used to having to, you know, do everything for everyone. It's crazy for it's the crazy. next. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but it's crazy for this the, the this next generation um, who the people anybody who's grown up and there's always been such a thing as cell phones. I Me, mean, I didn't have my first cell phone until I was 16. It was a Nokia that you could play Snake on, right? right? Um, and it's like you have to remember. I, I remember when it became the norm. Like, oh, you know, do you remember the first time you packed a bag and you were like. Oh, you know what I need to pack now? My phone charger. Like mm-hmm. all, it was all of a sudden packing a phone charger was a new thing. But oh, you, yeah. your twelve-year-old, it's probably the first thing that goes in her bag oh, is the chargers. Hundred percent. I know that if I were to forget a charger, no problem. She's got about three of them in there. Oh, yeah, good. She's got all the technology that we could possibly want. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just funny. But it, but it's like in a way, it's bittersweet because I see all the stuff you're doing with Chandler, and I really genuinely miss it. I love that baby stuff. I mean, I, I miss it, or even just being able to hold them. It's just weird mm. the day you don't realize it, but it'll be the last diaper you change. It'll be the last bottle you make. It'll be the last, you know, car seat ride. I'm throwing it's a party. Wild. I'm throwing a party. The the last diaper I change. It's going to be last diaper day, and I'm I'm here for you it. You know what? For me, it wasn't the diapers again. I didn't really mind that as much, but it was the car seat. I was so happy when they could finally get into the booster seat and just buckle themselves. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's life changing because the, the bigger she gets, the heavier that car seat's kind of heavy. Well, the one I had anyway was mm. heavy without her in it. And then you put the baby in it. I mean, I, I've torn my shoulder several times, you know, because, and also too, I get why people have minivans because seriously, it's so easy because it's like you're almost eye level with where you just need to like oh, the put height the baby. Is correct. You know what I mean? Okay. But no, we we refused refused to do minivans, so yeah, we so did. Yeah, so I'll tear a shoulder before I drive a minivan. Exactly what I did. Right. Like, we have a big old SUV, and I was like, <laughs> "Yep, I'm ripping my shoulder apart doing this," but I do not care, and I would haul that seat up in there. Yeah, even just after a month loading her into the car is just a little more difficult. She's a little heavier. Yeah. It's gonna it's it's already a two arm it's a two hand, two arm job, whereas before her like when I took her home, I loaded one arm, slung her into the the base and locked it in. Yeah. All right, we're good to go. Okay, so then I think about my sister who had two sets of twins. Jeez. So at two points in her life she had two car seats. I'll never forget like walking into Kmart at the time or whatever it was, you know, watching her with her kids that could walk, but then, you know, the the car seats on both arms. Moms of twins, I do not know how. And people say, you just do. You don't know any difference, so you just do it. Right. I, I don't know how you do it. Because think about it. Think about if you had twins right now. Chandler's crying. Then you got another baby that's crying or pooping or needing something. It's so much. This conversation is literally worrying me. I can feel that dad <laughs> tiredness kicking. Look at my face right now. Like You, you can need see to go it. to sleep. Yeah. Like, it's like, you just saying that had just me going. Oh, sorry. No, I did it up today too. I spent a lot of time yesterday watching a lot of uh, serial killer documentaries, and um, I need to take a nap and get back to that today. Yeah. Um, on our next podcast, I'll try to not make it totally about Chandler. Although, in our defense, the first ten minutes this was our friend Tyler Hubbard, it's which is totally very cool fun. too. I love hearing about it. I think it's fun. It's fun to watch you as a new dad, and obviously, I'm obsessed with Chandler. She's yeah. precious. It's been interesting. The reaction I've gotten because there's one, there's only been one person, one listener who said, "Hey, you know, I am excited for when you don't talk about her as much anymore." Yeah. And I read that text on the air, and everyone's like, "Screw that person!" But I get it. I understand, especially me. I, I remember a month ago being a non-parent, and I'm like, "I don't care about these kids, I'm like whatever." But <laughs> it is, no, it is, it's different when <laughs> it it's your like. Now I'm going through it, and I know people who are older parent or who are more experienced parents like 
the rem- like they like hearing my stories because it reminds them of their mm-hmm. own stories going through it. But I certainly understand that we have a certain portion of our audience, especially non-parents, who are probably very uninterested. Like happy for me, happy for my wife, but like oh my god, talk about something well, else. We do. Let's let's not forget that we do cater to the younger listeners as well. Um, remember, I told you I was at Guitars and Cadillacs last Thursday, filling in for Lydia. Usually that's her gig. <sighs> yeah. Um, two of our listeners who came. <laughs> Just because I was there, um, they're 24 years old. Wow! So just so you and know, how old are you? Um, 25. I mean, okay. so it worked out really well. Yeah. You know, I'm just a year older, but um, no, I was so excited. I was like, you, you like me? <laughs> <laughs> You've had that experience a lot more than I have, and I think you are a more approachable person. And not that I, I'm not saying that I'm not approachable. I just think you are an extra approachable person, if that makes sense. Like you. I could see anybody just walking around to you. You're Jenny Matthews. You're like my hero. But Can I hug everybody. Like I'm a hugger. A hugger. Yeah, I'm not a hugger. Yeah. That's where no. I draw. But I will say, um, so last while my dad was in town, he had said, I guess in Florida, he can't find a good place to get like chicken wings. Really? And we and we and we, that's that's what he said. Yeah. And my, we love chicken wings. There's this place in St. Growing up in St. Louis, my dad would always take it to this place called Poor Richards. If you're ever in St. Louis, check it out. It's on off I-44 in Fenton, and. Um, Poor Richards, man, some of the best wings I've ever, still my favorite wings of all time Mm -hmm. that I've ever had. But in Kansas City, I lived here six years. My dad's like, we got to get chicken wings. And I had never been to the Peanut. And like everybody in Kansas City says, if you want wings, you go to the Peanut. And like, um, so I was like, well, okay, this is perfect. So we're going to go. We go. By the way, they are fantastic. Um, You can get it. By the way, if if you like your wings less saucy and a little little crispier, you can get get, uh, buffalo charred Mm. wings. Oh, I'm so hungry right now. I'm that's, salivating. That's a game changer. But shout out, because as we were there, uh, me and my dad are sitting there eating our wings, and this woman walks by, and she I think she catches a glance, and then takes two steps back and makes a very, a very intense eye contact with me for like three seconds. She's like... Is your name Mike Keller? And I'm like, well, yeah. Like, I, it depends. I, I, no, I was like, did you listen to? The, I was like, yeah, you listen to the show. And she's like, oh, I love you guys. And I was like, oh, oh I love so when cool. people say stuff like that. It's oh, so nice. Yeah, because always, sometimes it feels like we're talking literally to the air or yeah. to no one. So it, no. it is redeeming when people say that they like. Whether it's a this. concert or whatever it is, please come up and say hi. And if you want like the honest to god guidelines, come up. Let's say hi. Let's talk for a couple minutes. Let's take a selfie. And then and then you go like well, I'm not trying to. No, like a I sat minute. for two hours and oh, sat with yeah. these 24 year olds. I'll sit and talk with you for as long as you like. <laughs> well, but you were also there at a you you were there for two hours anyway. We had a blast. I mean, the thing is, I I don't know if they, I don't know. I I enjoyed it maybe more than they did. It was really fun to it really it was because I think it's always fun too to talk again to our listeners because we sometimes I feel like we are. We're just talking and talking and we're on the air and yeah. I don't know. You just need to get feedback and to hear the things right. they like about the show or don't like about, you know, it's just nice to get the feedback. So talk with Jenny for two hours. Sure. Jenny, I do have a newborn, so I'm going to need about yeah. 10 minutes and then I got to go. Just because I got a poopy diaper to change. No, you, we can be know. new best friends. We can hang out all day. We, it's fine. <laughs> I was like, how long, how long until you get a new best friend? It's like it's been your 36 hour mark here. It's about time for a new one. You know, I did go to the Chiefs game and I met some new, I'm part of the kingdom now. So I, I'm... <laughs> announcing that to everyone who will listen. No, because I'm you don't understand. <laughs> Literally, when Jenny's at the Monday Night Football game, she texts me three beers deep, which is very drunk for Jenny, and she's like, I am part of the kingdom now. Like, it was this it was this hilarious text declaration that was just the most funniest text I've ever seen. It was, it was, it was awesome. It was such a fun time, and I do feel like part of the kingdom. But no, I feel like I made a whole bunch of new best friends. We were all, we were all one big old happy family out there. It was great. Let's go. Yeah. Very yeah. good. All right. I promise next week, less, like, some talk about my daughter, but, like, the whole podcast won't be centered around it. It's all good. I'm not mad at you. Maybe.